Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you need a photographer for a wedding, a special event, or a headshot, they are the photographer to get the job done. And if you are doing a wedding videography, a commercial, or a music video, they are the videographers to get the job done. So don't forget to reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions for your next photography and videography job. Our special guest this week is Jasmine Rodolfo. She is the current Miss Empire State 2020, representing U.S. National Miss. She is competing this coming November for the national title. She's an incredible person with lots of experience doing pageantry, both an international Miss, USA Teen, New York. And I think a lot of you guys can really learn from her experience growing up in the Bronx, as she said, challenged being the only person doing pageantry and really rising above that and really exceeding and doing well. So if you're stuck at home in COVID and you want some positive people to listen to and really motivate you, Jasmine is the one. So please stay tuned. And welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, welcome to the show, Jasmine. It's always exciting to have um, a title that I think is really cool. I Not that many people will get a very unique title like Empire State. I just think that's such a cool, you uh, really just unique title. And uh, it's like, um, I love comics. And to have that name, to have a title like that, it's like a, it seems like it's like a, um, comic book like you know because it's not new york and it's not like big apple you know it's not like cheesy like that empire state sounds like regal and like fancy and like historic you know it sounds so um just it just sounds so like you know like 1920s like high fashion you know you know and then the the system your your part is so cool you know i've had the opportunity to, to interview a couple of your national title holders so it's always good to see um, and interview someone who's on her way to winning her national title and, and, and on the way to the journey. So what, what, what really drawed you to doing USA national miss? Well, I actually started USA national miss in 2015 when I was 17. Uh, and I remember competing for that pageant and that was the first national pageant that I had a great time at like it was just a pure great time everyone was so nice there was no kind of you know competition or nobody talking to you or any type of clicks it was pure fun and I gained a lot of friendships from that uh and I remember this year just something was gravitating me towards this system again and I believe in everything they stand for their crown cares platform their positive pageantry platform and I knew that at this moment in time in my life that this was a system that I would love to represent if I were to win the national title. Well, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. Um, you should definitely pursue a system that really reflects your goals, values, and effort. And it uh, sounds like it's definitely in line with all of those uh, objectives. How, how did you get into pageantry? Um, were you pursuing another form of um, arts or athletics, or were you always pageant-focused? Um, actually, pageantry came to me uh, through family. My aunt is from Trinidad, and she competed. Uh, I believe it was at Miss World or Miss Universe uh, as Miss Trinidad and Tobago, and her daughter which is my cousin competed uh, for uh, the Miss America system. Uh, and when I was a baby, I did a sunburst pageants. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they're still yes. around. And yeah, so I competed as a child there uh, until it was time for me to go to school. I think it was four years old uh, and I did it with my older sister. So it was a, a family oriented thing, uh, but it wasn't really until I turned 11 years old uh, that I, 
actually, I was 10. And my cousin was doing Miss Louisiana for Miss America. And at that time, it was a huge production. And they had these flirtily princesses. So basically, there were little girls that were either family members or just uh, small little mentees that looked up to the girls. And she asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, okay, she's my cousin. Why not? Uh, and it was really the first time that I traveled outside of my hometown of New York uh, and got to experience it on a whole different level. I mean, there were cameras everywhere. You got to dress up, makeup. It was a whole big production. And when I came home from that, I had such a great time. I went to my mom and I was like, mom, I think I want to do this again. I really want to get back into it. Uh, and ever since then, it's just been a hard work and meeting people. And it's been consistent since then. Well, yeah, I, I would assume that it would be just natural if you have an aunt, you said aunt, right? Yes. Yes. That is, um, um, being so successful in pageantry. That's like having any successful aunt or uncle. That's a professional athlete. You kind of, um, um, assume you're going to go into, I guess this is the family business in a sort of way to say it. Yeah. Do you, do you find yourself, um, do, does anyone put pressure on you or, or do you personally put pressure on yourself that you want to live up to your aunt and, and, um, and really, um, go further than she had or, or, or equal or, or that's just someone that's done really well in the family and, and it's just another, um, feather in the cap for the family if if eventually you get your national title and you do well as well um if well if anyone put puts any pressure on me it's definitely myself most of the time uh but I think when I was first starting out when I was a kid I didn't really think of it being something so far gone I just thought it was a hobby of mine and I had fun doing it I think now that I'm a bit older and understand the industry and the the impact that it has on you know little girls especially little girls where I come from I grew up in the Bronx which is a very low income area and a lot of those kids don't have those role models to look up to or any type of hope to either make it out or uh, pursue a goal that they want to in the future I think now uh, for me, I I take it as uh, something to kind of give those kids hope as a mentorship. Uh, I I see a goal. I mean, eventually the goal, I would love to go to Miss USA. I think that's one of my uh, ultimate goals when it comes to the pageant industry. But as of right now, whether I win or lose in, in any pageant system, for me, it's just knowing that I had an impact on you know, a child, uh, that, that needed that role model or that type of hope. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. Having that role model that's already done so well is such a, um, like a pat on the back that, you know, you can definitely achieve it yourself. You know, having that role model that you can look up to is so much easier than having to do it all by yourself. So. Right. Do you, um, do you look back at doing those, um, smaller pageants as a little girl do you remember those are are those something that is such a warm feeling or or, or memory or they were so they were you were so such a little kid that you don't even remember them um i remember this very vivid memory of uh when i did slumber's pageants i would usually of course when you're a baby i'd be with my mom on stage uh, and I was so comfortable with that. I remember the first time that I had to go on stage by myself. And I was so nervous that I almost didn't go up there. Um, but that was, I remember that. And that was a big milestone for me. Uh, just kind of having that independence and, and going on alone at such a young age. Uh, kind of showed a lot of potential uh, to my family. But I was very nervous. And that's probably the, the one memory that I remember the most. Do you think that really helped you with your stage presence or just um, being more confident? Do you feel you're a very confident person because you've had so many opportunities to practice that? Um, I was never uh, very confident in myself uh, growing up. I think 
I kind of just had that mindset of let me just do my best and see how this goes. Uh, but yeah, it definitely helped. I mean, as a child getting used to being on stage and things like that, that it, it definitely helped with presence for sure. So you did a couple of pageants when you were very younger, but what was the first system that you definitely had a mindset that you're, you're focused on definitely winning and you were taking the pageant, um, competition seriously. What was that first experience and what was that first system? Uh, that first system would have to be international junior miss. Okay. Uh, I was 12 when I started that pageant and what really kept me focused was I actually lost the state pageant. Uh, and at the time I was doing systems with my sister and she won the state pageant. So my mom is like, well, I'm not taking one without the other. Let's get you, you know, an appointed title uh, and let's go. So we went and actually got top five on an international level. Congratulations. With my sister. Thank you. Um, I was third runner up that year. And uh, I remember just telling myself, not letting other people's uh, opinion define my ability to pursue something. And uh, that was the first system where I was like, well, if I can make it on this international stage, I can definitely get further uh, in this system. And I did that system for five years. I mean, placed top five every time, <laughs> got so close. Uh, but uh, that was the, the first system I was so focused on just getting better each time. So you did well at the national level, but the, the state judges couldn't, couldn't see the, the, um, couldn't see your diamond in the rough. They, they couldn't see right. it. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, is that, is that, fr is that frustrating or is that, or is that more, um, like, does that give you more fuel for the fire to continue to want to come back and knowing that other people see so much potential in you? Um, it wasn't, uh, it was frustrating more at the national level, uh, when I, I couldn't get further than what I was getting at the time, but it was a learning experience in a way that I know my capabilities now. Uh, and it, it really brings that saying to like different judges, you know, different outcomes, uh, things can switch up at any time. It's just knowing what they wanted in that moment. And I wasn't that one that they wanted in that moment. So it's really just accepting that. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was frustrating at first, but now I kind of understand why now. Yeah. I guess does, do you feel that sets you up for being able to deal with really um, troubling situations in the future that you've dealt with so many um, disappointments as, as a young kid um, and people telling you no, um, do you think you're going to be better prepared now as an adult? Oh yeah. I think mentally I'm way more prepared than I was when I was younger. Uh, and that comes with anything, a job opportunity, anything that happens in life. Uh, but yeah, that was a huge learning experience for me. And like I said, is the reason why I, I don't, I don't focus on just winning. I, I really focus on the impact that I have in the pageant industry now than I did when I was younger. So there's a debate, um, a long debate that's been going on for probably 30 years. So are you under the side of people that everyone should get a reward or you, you should have a winner and loser and you should really um, feel that so that you can grow from that? Or are you on the side where everyone should get a trophy, even the person who f uh, finished uh, 16th place? Um, I would have to say I'm Switzerland with that one <laughs> because, um, I mean, everyone deserves recognition. Pageants are very hard and, and takes a lot to prepare. Uh, you never know what someone is going through, especially when preparing for a pageant. Uh, but at the same time, I definitely do believe there should be placements because that's where the, the learning opportunity comes in. I mean, for me, I lost so many times, but I gained so much uh, experience uh, and confidence from that, uh, surprisingly. So I would definitely, I'm right in between with that, with that um, argument. Yeah, I, I'm with you on this. I, I really think that I learned the most when I failed and um, 
there's this argument that babies don't have this uh, idea of failure. Like they don't, um, there's no pressure. So babies continue to fall when they learn to walk specifically and they continue right. to fall and then they get up and fall and get up. So if babies were um, under like a lot of um, pressure to like not fall. Maybe they wouldn't get back up because then they would be judged. So, um, yeah, it's really a hard situation, but it's interesting. It definitely sounds like y- you've learned from your, um, mistake is not the right word, but, um, all of the, um, interactions that have occurred, you've definitely learned. And it sounds like you've come out a much stronger woman. Would you agree with that statement or do you feel that way? Yeah, I agree 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How how does the interaction you you said you were twelve that first time right? Yes. How does that interaction with a sister now the sister was younger or older? My sister was older. I was in uh, the preteen division. She was in the miss. Okay, so you weren't in the same division, but she won a title. So how did that interaction um, for people that have sisters and they're competing? She won a title. You didn't win a title, and you had to basically go as um just went as an appoint title how does that work out emotionally do you feel you did you feel like you worked it out well did you guys have any spats because of it no we never did now that i'm thinking about it i think we were in this game for so long that we were just used to it um i was always happy for my sister when she won and when she placed, and I mean, if she won, it meant I was going with her anyway. <laughs> so there was never any sibling rivalry. Uh, I think I had the best time being with my sister. It was really the only time that we had together to bond. Um, it was the only time we'd take vacations together as a family. So I never, we never looked at it that way. We were always happy for each other. Well, that's really awesome that you guys really were able to see the the positives in that and not to argue about a piece of felt and a piece of uh, metal that goes on top of your head at the end of the day. So that, that just shows uh, your personal maturity uh, for both of you guys. Um, do you think also that really has helped you in the job when you're looking for a job or you're, you're searching? Do you feel like if you don't get the first job, you're easily, um, and motivated to continue job searching? Yes, uh, especially uh, during this pandemic and the hardships that come along with it this time of the year. it's It's been hard, but um, I've been working on my faith and just trying to have faith that the next, that it'll come at some point. Uh, I mean, it's hard at times. You do have your low points, but it's definitely helped me just stay positive and look forward to, you know, whatever opportunities come in the future. So you spent a couple years with Junior Miss. Um, any Anything to really point out? Do you recommend that system for any specific um, type of woman or young lady that um, is starting out? Or would you recommend that for a seasoned veteran? Um, yeah, I would recommend uh, IJM to to anyone. Uh, it was the first system that I really found myself, uh, and it was a huge production. Still, is a huge production. If you really love, if you're the type of pageant girl that loves glamour and getting dressed up uh, and all of that, judge, uh, you would definitely enjoy it. I mean, I had a great time every time I went. Never disappointed me. And is not really the goal to have. A lot of fun, especially at that age, right? Yes, yes, especially when you're young. Yeah. Do you because you're you're truly the generation that grew up? I mean, I'm 38, so I ju- I literally, you know, Facebook existed after I, I graduated high school. Um, it's actually the 20th anniversary for my high school. Um, I assume that you grew up with Facebook during your high school career, correct or no? Did you have high? Did you have Facebook your entire high school career? Yes, yes. So how does that interaction go? Like, is it more of a way to build friendships? Then is that how you look like it? Is that how you looked at the competition? Like, oh, these are maybe twenty new friends I can make. 
Yeah. So I feel like when I first started out, social media was not something way too important. And I honestly feel like the pageant industry was so much more enjoyable uh, without social media kind of getting in the way. Everyone really got to know each other by talking to each other and spending time with each other at the national pageant. Uh, I think now uh, social media is a great way to spread awareness but you really have to be careful. It can really mess, you know, with your mental stability when competing uh, in this industry. But yeah, I grew up where Facebook was, uh, it was okay. It wasn't used too much. It was kind of just getting its spotlight at that time. But I enjoyed, I enjoyed uh, competing when it wasn't the focus. Well, it's it's nice to know that I'm not too old to know that there are people that remember <laughs> that that Facebook didn't or Instagram or uh, Snapchat didn't totally uh, impact the entire competition process. So at least that makes me not feel too old. So I appreciate that very much. Um, it do you feel that because you were able to um, witness both sides of the um, of the social media um, impact? Um, do you wish you could go back to not having that impact at all, or have you really adapted your game to the current climate and, it, and it's just, it's just a part of what it is now? Um, there are times where I do wish I could, I could go back. I do talk to my mom sometimes and I'm like, why can't we just go back to the days our pageants were just for fun and we weren't volunteering just for a photo, you know, uh, because unfortunately some girls do that and, and social media plays such a huge role that there are, are pageant systems that care about that. Uh, and we, we weren't focused on that when we were younger. We were focused on, you know, preparing and having fun and looking forward to meeting new people. But uh, now being in social media, I, I do as a business love it so much because it is a very nice way to connect with people all over the world. And at some point I would love to be a brand manager and work for uh, people that want to build their brand on social media. Uh, but there are times where I'm like, I wish we could just go back, but I do love it. I'm very two-sided when it comes to social media and pageants. Well, pageants are a very um, interesting dynamic because they have such a historical significance and it's um, very interesting how we went from a society that um, rarely thought that pageants were accepted to a society where most people think that they still are, are pretty acceptable and have become a pretty normal part of society. Um, it's very rare that you run into the person that thinks that pageants are passe or um, looking down on women anyway. Um, do you think that is because of social media or is that just because society has adapted to um, giving women more opportunities? Um, I feel... Social media had, has nothing to do with that. I think it's always been that way. A lot of people have looked down on pageants. And uh, I remember being young and, and watching Miss USA and people just making comments about, oh, it's all about beauty. It's whoever's the prettiest. But actually being in it, it's a lot of hard work. And a lot of girls do this for scholarship opportunities to gain some money and, and get their, their name out there. So I feel like there's always been this social stigma surrounding pageantry, even when it first began. And we've come a very, very long way when it comes to inclusivity uh, and, and scholarship opportunities uh, and, and having a platform to talk about uh, social topics that are important to us. Uh, unfortunately, I do feel like there will always be a stigma around pageantry. You just really have to experience it to understand it a little bit better. Because whenever, whenever someone approaches me and, and is like, uh, I want to do a pageant and, and all of this stuff. I'm, I'm kind of like, okay, well, you need to prepare. Like, it's a lot of work. It's not what everyone in society says it is. Yeah, I I would agree that um, that we need this positive out out portion for women because um, we there 
we don't give women enough opportunities and uh it's important that these opportunities are never taken away and uh, i would definitely um encourage people to to continue that as well and and the scholarship port like you mentioned is really important do you specifically only pursue pageants that make that a priority and not pursue pageants that are focused on the modeling aspect and maybe providing you a modeling contract? Um, I don't, I don't really focus on, on anything really other than the platform. I want to be, I want to be in a system that has a platform for me to talk about things that are important to me and that I want to spread awareness about. Uh, I think the scholarship opportunities are great. I think the, the modeling exposure uh, for you is great for me. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm a social media addict. So any type of exposure is great <laughs> exposure for me when it comes to pageants, but I, I really just focus, like I said, on the mentorship for young people and, you know, uh, diversity and inclusiveness uh and just talking about things that are important to me so as long as i have a platform and i'm able to talk about things and th there are some systems out there that that don't allow you know certain topics to be discussed so i try to stay away from that as long as i have the freedom and, and platform like i said to talk about things that are important to me that's all that matters do you enjoy having that title to use to really impact the initiatives that you want to go towards? Do you see that that makes a difference or do you feel that you could have started a not-for-profit or volunteered at a, um, at a not-for-profit that's already focusing on that and still make the same impact? Or do you think that having that, that title makes a bigger difference and people listen more? Uh, well, I w I've been doing a lot of volunteer work and uh, speaking out since I was a child. I was a Girl Scout for 14 years, uh, and we focused a lot on giving back to the community. I earned all of my awards, which focus on volunteer work and, and helping certain organizations. So I've always been involved, and being involved in pageants as well with that uh, has shown me that, you know, when you have a banner on and when you have a crown on, people look at you and they gravitate towards you and it gives you a little bit more leeway to talk about what you want to get that platform so um even though i've already been involved uh but having that banner across your chest you know miss empire state or miss new york or whatever it is it, it gives you that pull a little bit especially when you have an awesome um pageant title name like like empire state <laughs> it really no seriously um it's very juvenile, but like, it's such a great name. You know, you could have just like a generic state name, but like, I, I really love these, uh, these regional titles. Um, IGM does it, the system you're in, uh, Miss National Miss does it. So, um, it, uh, U.S. National Miss. And, uh, it's always good to see these, um, even America, um, for their locals have these really, um, interesting titles and it gives you an opportunity. Do you get those, uh, random people to come up and ask you what does specifically that mean or i mean it's pretty uh straightforward when it comes to new york but um do you have like other people from out of state wonder what that means or or ask you more questions about your sash um i haven't got any questions but when i do take pictures or ask for pictures i always get the sure who gets to take a picture at miss empire state <laughs> like i've never met miss empire state before so i get those comments but i haven't got any questions yet gotcha so you spent several years doing igm and really um would you say you, you sharpened your teeth is that the best terminology or, or really um practice your skills Yes. Yeah, that was, that was a huge, that was a very long five years of constantly growing and constantly leveling up. And I mean, when it comes to communication, when it comes to wardrobe, hair, makeup, all of that, I was, I feel like every year I was definitely improving with that. And now I, I feel like I'm a veteran now, so I get it. Um, I know what works for me now and, and what, you know, colors to choose and things like that. So yeah, IGM was definitely that uh, learning point for me. And what was the next system that you decided to make your your um, destination? Um, USA was that turning point for me. I did Miss New York Teen USA for two years. 
Uh, and I, I honestly, as much as I want and it's when I just had the best time at that pageant. I mean, New York really does it big. Uh, it's the biggest uh, USA pageant, state pageant uh, in in the in America. So I mean, we we had the I just had the best time there, and I always wanted to go back. Uh, and I did great. I got uh, top fifteen the first year. I got top five the the next year after that. Unfortunately, it congratulations. Year. Thank you, uh, but. That was the big turning point for me. And when I did New York uh, Teen USA, I, I told my mom, I said, I want to make sure I like this pageant before I go on to do, you know, the big Miss New York USA or any other USA state title. And I loved it so much that I was like, okay, this is the system I want. Because, I mean, when you when you grow up in pageants, it's like, am I going to do Miss America or am I going to do Miss USA? I got to try out see which one that I like Well, you best. just, you just earned a huge uh, gold star in my opinion, because there's <laughs> my, in, in my definition, um, if I'm ever blessed with to have a daughter, I would say that there's only two and the other ones are all starter pageants. And please don't anyone get upset by me saying that, but there are two that are on national television. And then there are, the other ones that don't have national television. So, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there is a fact, it, you know, there is a first place and a second place. So. Right, right, right. But those, I mean, those are the two top tier when you're growing up, that's what you see. So I, I just gravitated toward Miss, U, Miss USA, the Miss Universe organization. Uh, and I love everything that they're becoming now. Um, I think in the past two years, they did a huge change. So I'm so happy about that. Uh, and what they represent and what they care about now. Uh, so I, I, I just been, you know, hoping Miss USA is a thing for me in the future. Well, the nice thing about the New York market, you have a great director. Debbie is the director and she also, yes. she also runs Maryland and I believe she runs, uh, New Jersey and it's either, it's either Maine or, or, or um, Connecticut. I know she has four systems. Um, yeah, she has a couple. Yeah, um, and I know she does a f phenomenal job. But I, they always tell us um, on the Maryland team that that the the New York pageant is um, crazy. So it's oh, so crazy! This past January, I competed for a New York USA, and there is about uh, two hundred medals. Uh, as state delegates and all of that. So I was like, oh my God, I was so nervous going into it, but I had a great time. I did great. I was very happy with how everything turned out. Um, yeah. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So you spend two years competing for Teen USA, New York, and then are you still, are you competing in other systems while you practice and you learn more about USA or were you just focused on USA? Yeah, so I competed in other systems, took a break because um, I would always get bit by the pageant bug and want to go back on stage. Uh, so I'm trying to think back. Definitely USA National Miss was one that I did during that break. And I believe I went back to IJM again during that break as well. Uh, I didn't rush into doing Miss New York USA. I felt like I needed to be a bit older and finish college and experience more about life first, which I did. And I'm glad that I did. Uh, but yeah, I made sure that I did uh, small pageants here and there. So are you using the same wardrobe? Do you, do you think that's okay because you're doing other systems or are you changing up your wardrobe? Are you changing up your um, interview outfit? Are you um, really 
working on your interview and um, working to um, kind of remember and focus on certain items that are more critical to that specific pageant or are you just trying to be a more well-rounded woman and 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 have more of a broad um base of knowledge um when it comes to preparing uh, i always say if it's not broken don't fix it uh when it comes to wardrobe i really just want to make sure that i'm comfortable in what i'm wearing and that whatever i'm wearing represents my style uh, because that's the best way I can stay true to myself. I don't let other people dress me or uh, I, I always look for, you know, constructive criticism is great. Uh, but if I like my dress, if I like my interview, that's what I'm going to wear and I'm going to stick to it. Um, and when it comes to interview prep, uh, I've definitely been working on that a lot. Uh, this is the first time where I'm trying to dig a little bit deeper uh, in myself and talk about specific turning points in my life. I feel like I've always been an interview very uh, broad and I really just want to speak my truth. Uh, I feel like I'm so late in the game. I've been doing pageants for 13 years that once I turned, I think once I graduated college, I was like, I have experienced a lot. I need to get this across in any way possible. Um, but I'm constantly learning and just educating myself on systems. So it's it's been a tough month, but I feel like I've been improving in, in every aspect of the competition. Do you feel that specifically this year because of COVID and being stuck at home and being specifically in the New York market and a lot of the events that you would have gone to didn't really occur and everything was virtual for a while and if you do go somewhere, you literally have to, if you're being um, very cautious, you have to basically wrap yourself in a, in a plastic bag. Is that why you feel that there's this, um, you know, so much time, you know, not that much time to, um, to go and you're running out of time? Are you, is that why you feel pressured? Um, well, I had, I had decided to participate uh, in UNM. And, and here's the truth. I, uh, it was about a month ago. Uh, and I think everything with COVID and uh, the social climate, everything that was going on with the world, that it was just, I was just gravitated toward this, this platform. And I was like, I need to do something. I feel like I'm not doing anything to further what's, what's happening right now. And as devastating as COVID has been, I think for me and probably pageant girls can attest to this it's been a great challenge for us to kind of test us and make sure is this something that you really want to do is, is does this matter is this matter so important to you that that you want to keep going with this platform I mean it's been tough trying to advocate for things and doing things virtually but it just shows that you have that determination that this is something that you really really want uh, and I feel like it's been testing me in that way. And it's been a good test uh, because it just shows how dedicated I am to uh, spreading awareness for, you know, crown cares, positive pageantry, uh, Latino inclusivity, uh, education for, for uh, minorities, uh, things like that. So it's, it's been very challenging, but it, it was there for a reason. It was there for a purpose. Yeah, I guess it, it, it's got to be challenging if it are, do you feel that you better uh, cope and survive and um, do better when you're around a lot of people and be able, be able to socialize? Um, I, I do feel that way. And then I don't because personally I am a pretty shy person, Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I love to be able to connect with people at the same time and listening to uh, their, their mindsets and, and different opinions and, and things like that. So uh, you can do it, a rant, you can do a random interview with someone, but being face to face would be more, more hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think for me. Yeah. Okay. No, I like, um, do you think that's, do you think that's a generational thing? Um, because 
you, you like to interact through the phone or is that, do you think that is just, um, you personally, you, that's just how you feel more comfortable? Um, that, that is me personally, because, uh, growing up, I had a lot of self-esteem issues. So when I first meet someone, I was questioning like everything I was saying, everything that I, that I wore, what I looked like, uh, I was very keen on first impressions uh, and I really wanted people to like me. Uh, I'm slowly tearing that down, uh, as I've grown a bit older, but in the back of my mind, it's still there. So, I mean, when I first meet someone, it's, it's nerve wracking for me. It may not seem that way or come off that way, but in the back of my mind, it's still there. So it's not a generational thing. I think it's just something personal for me. Well, I, I agree with you. I mean, in in the best scenario, I would love everyone to um, find me to be warm and cuddly and incredible. But um, <laughs> I guess what I've realized is that some people are just not going to like you for some reason. Do you do you feel that you're at that point, or are you still challenged by that? And does I, that does that bother you? I'm definitely at that point, but I'm, I'm slowly, it is disappointing. I mean, it is disappointing at times, but I'm slowly learning that, you know, everyone doesn't agree with you. Everyone doesn't want, a lot of people don't want the best for you. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in you. And it's so much better to get rid of that toxicity uh, than keep it, you know, in your life. Do you think your pageant skills have really helped you with that? Uh, absolutely. Uh, growing up in the industry, you learn uh, who's really there for you, um, who wants to be true friends with you, uh, because there are some people out there that just want to use you, whether, you know, you're such a good competitor, so they want to be seen with you, or they know you because you've won this title, or you've gained so much because of this. It, it's hard to make friends. It's hard to have that loyalty, but I, I've learned and I have a great group of pageant friends that I trust uh, throughout the years that not everyone is going to be there for you. So, you know, you really have to be careful. That's a shame that even, even at a young age, you recognize that you, you see that as um, what it is. You, you, is that, is it very blatant? Like, is it obvious that that's occurring or is it, or you, you see that, over a course of time, you look back and like, oh, yeah, she was totally my friend because of that. Yeah, so I look back on it a lot. I've, I've had some uh, uh, quote-unquote friendships with with people that were like that to me. And looking back, I'm like, wow, why didn't I, I see the signs? But I think I was just so uh, desperate for friends or just wanted to have that connection with someone in the industry uh, because I grew up in the Bronx. So, I mean, I was the only girl in school that did pageants and would always make fun of for it and always recall things. So I never really had someone uh, to talk to it, to talk to them about pageantry and like, you know, talk about dresses and the designers that we like. I didn't have anyone to talk about that stuff with. So at a young age, I was kind of open to any type of friends. Uh, but now looking back, it's like, oh, man, I, I could have definitely... Uh, saw the signs with this one or I should have just laid back and 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 observed before uh kind of opening up uh, but it's hard it's hard so I actually have uh I would love a little bit more concept on that so I I understand you lived in the Bronx but maybe as a as an adult I would say well you live in the Bronx but you're only I guess like um a 30 minute train ride to any of the other um the other um, boroughs and you're, you mm -hmm. could, you, you could, you know, network or, you know, go to a shop. But I guess as a child, I guess you are kind of restricted. Like I was, you know, don't leave the neighborhood. So I guess, is that the same thing with your parents? Please don't leave the Bronx. Is that basically what the rules were when it comes to, so you had to stay in your your network is that basically or did you feel that way yeah so uh growing up manhattan was the only other uh borough that i could travel to it was about 20 minute train ride okay uh, and you know when you have an, an older sister it's like wherever she goes you can go 
but you can't go on your own. And I was, I was born and raised in the Bronx. I was there from when I was born until I was 17. Uh, so I, I didn't have that kind of adulthood or, or freedom yet uh, to go out and, and network and make new friends. Even the school I went to was a middle school and a high school. So I stood in that high school with the same people. Oh my from God. Fifth, that, yeah. From that, that's a lot. To, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Did, okay. I, I have to ask, I know you were answering that question, but I just need to ask this question and then you can yeah. proceed. Um, is that like not being able to separate that very tumultuous um, time between middle school and high school? Was that just overwhelming? Because I assume that because let's just be honest, high school kids can torture um, freshmen. <laughs> Were they torturing eighth graders? Um, no, you know why? Uh, a lot of uh, kids that I went to school with there had older sisters and older siblings that were also, you know, in high school there. So everyone was was kind of a family there. And I, there was no one that I, that I didn't like. I mean, of course, there would be hiccups here and there. I mean, people dating the same person, you know, it was, it was a lot of the same thing happening. Um, but we were we were pretty much a big family. But, you know, over time from fifth to 11th grade, it's like, geez, I need new people <laughs> in my life. It's the same thing over and over I, I guess that would make you guys pretty tight. Do you do you look back at that time? Do you have a really strong friendship? Because to be honest, there are people in high school that I look back that are definitely, I have friendships with, but there are people in middle school that I definitely lost touch even though we went to high school with because we didn't interact. If you were in the same school the entire time, did anything change? Like, did you stay in the same group of, of friends the entire time? Um, I definitely stayed in the same group of friends. I probably kept in contact with uh, two or three of them. Uh, but college was really where uh, my true friendships formed. Uh, I'm still in touch with a lot of people I went to middle school and high school with over Instagram. And, you know, I still encourage them to say happy birthday and all that stuff, but I'm not super close with. But college was really that turning point where I made like my real true friendships there. Yeah, I, 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 I'm in the same boat with you. Um, so overall, it sounds like you are really on your own when it comes to like being that would is it girly girl the right term or just um finding your your um your fashion style or if you're saying that no one else did pageants so no not even your high school or your high school middle school no one did any pageants no wow no, and that no. did you, a lot of, a lot of the, the kids that i went to school with were either you know coming from broken homes or, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with a lot. A lot of the, my pageant wardrobe were hand-me-downs for my cousin. Uh, so we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Uh, some, some kids were from broken homes. Some people lived, you know, in homeless shelters. Uh, I went to a charter school, so a lot of kids got in on lottery. So we were very focused on education. So I didn't, you know, pageantry was not something, you know, in their eyes, it was like, oh, she must be, you know, rich and, and she has a lot of money to be doing that. Once again, another pageant stereotype that society kind of just clings on us. So you uh, got painted, yeah. you got painted with like a, some, 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 I would say like an elitist status by some people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that like, um, challenge you like you know like you know that because you're growing up in the same community you have the same challenges that they have or does that or does that irritate you that like they don't give you the respect that like you're you're putting in the hard work and and dealing with the same um situation that they may but they're just criticizing you because you're doing something outside um, I think it never uh, bothered me as a kid because I was always that same girl. Like, I never changed. Uh, there was never two different sides to me uh, growing up. And I think they appreciated that, that I wasn't uh, kind of one way with pageants and, and one way at school. I was always the same person in and out. Um, and I always had that support as well. Um, but there were a lot of people 
majority that just didn't like me because of that. Uh, so it was hard, but I definitely still had the support of like, you know, staff and teachers and, and some students. Obviously, my friend group at the time was very supportive. Uh, but yeah, it was tough as a kid. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Jasmine, this is the part of the show where I give you the floor and talk about anything that's really important going on in your life that we want to put an extra focus on and point out. And uh, we really want people to know more about you and what you're focusing on. So what is some really important things going on right now that we haven't had the opportunity to talk about and address? Uh, well, right now I am really focusing on the Latino community um, when it comes to personal life and pageant life. I've been trying my best to educate myself. Uh, I was talking to my friend, Miss Delaware USA, the other day about how I was a very late bloomer when it came to learning about my heritage. Uh, so I'm trying to learn myself along with the world. So if you uh, visit my Instagram or my pageant Instagram, it's all about Latino inclusivity and educating others on just people in the Latin community that have really taken leadership and, and help, helped us come to the forefront. So that's what I'm trying to work on right now. Um, I'm also working on brand management uh, when it comes to my personal life, trying to find some people that I can experiment on when it comes to social media. So I've been having a good time with that, but I've been very busy to say the least. Well, it's really good that you're being able to be so proactive during such a huge, uh, critically um, downtime in our society. Um, is there anything that we can do that we can uh, support you when it comes to really helping the Latino community. And, um, you know, is there, um, is there any bills coming up in Congress or is there anything coming up in the New York, uh, assembly that would be some proactive bills that would really impact the community and, and, and change things? Um, I think the, the best thing people can do is look up, uh, some Latino organizations, uh, the Hispanic Federation is a great one to start off with if you want to learn more uh, about how you can help Puerto Rico because they are still, still, still suffering. I was just there in June um, and they, they need help. They need a lot more help. Uh, but really, most importantly, please, please educate yourself on, on you know, Latino history. Uh, it's very hard. There's so many different uh, words, I mean, Latinx, uh, Afro-Latina, there's so many things that you can learn to kind of just educate yourself on the matter of, I've been trying to do the same thing as well. It's also uh, right now Hispanic Heritage Month. I know this is pre-recorded, but I want to say that it's Hispanic Heritage Month right now. So definitely uh, look into that uh, as well, but just Which is October education. guys. So let's make a point yes. there. <laughs> I, I do apologize when this is released, it will not be October and I apologize, but um, we definitely want people to know that in October, we want to give all of our lovely countrymen an opportunity, just like we do in February. Um, so, um, and we should be thinking about all of the wonderful people that make this wonderful country, but specifically um, lovely people that um, are really uh, in need of help of, in Puerto Rico, for sure. So. Yes, yes, yes. I, um, I, so I assume you're a pro statehood for Puerto Rico. Yes. Yes. And, um, I agree with you. Um, if I could wave a magical wand, I would, um, have Elon Musk come right down to the island 
install um, <laughs> enough solar panels and, uh, and 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 charge batteries so that you guys could get rid of all the diesel. Because I, from what I've read, um, it's not only the plants, but you guys also use a lot of diesel fuel and um, and gasoline to run generators. So um, hopefully that can be addressed as well as going uh, solar and wind um, mm -hmm. on that island. And I know that island, uh, I know Puerto Rico could be a phenomenal resource towards America and be a great uh, state. Um, and I, I really hope that um, in the next administration um, that can be pushed as a priority. And I hope that that does, I hope that does happen. Yes, I agree. Um, if anyone hasn't been to Puerto Rico, it is a phenomenal, and I'm going to say state to visit because it really is, should be a state. Um, mm -hmm. It has phenomenal beaches. It has baseball. If you're big baseball, it has historical landmarks. It has one of the coolest forts you can go visit. So uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be um, wanting to help such incredible people that love us and they they want to be Americans as much as as much as anyone else. Um, um, it, it's, it's not like Hawaii where they don't really want to be in the United States, but I know most Puerto Ricans love being Americans and, and, and they make America so great. So. Yes. Yes. They're very uh, prideful, very welcoming. Absolutely, um, yeah. Even if, even if you can't donate to an organization, I know it's not safe to travel right now, but vacationing there helps them a lot. Absolutely. Uh, as well, even if you want to visit. So, yeah. Well, as soon as there's a vaccine, that that's going to jump right back. Um, I know yeah. that the uh, nonstop flights from New York to Puerto Rico is a is a huge market. So um, I, I I know that that that's going to jump back very quickly. I, I've actually owned a travel agency with my mom for 15 years. So, wow. yeah, so I know that. That's a um, that's a market that will will jump back as soon as there's a vaccine. So, well, is there anything else that's really important that's going on? Because um, at this point, uh, I'm praying that you have a national title, and <laughs> I want to definitely you. invite you back on because that's how I that's how I always think is always thinking positive. So by by the time this episode, you should have a national title. Um, so is there anything else going on that we definitely want to promote? Um, um, well, I just, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I think this was a great conversation. Oh, thank uh, you. I've never been this open, so <laughs> I th I'm very happy that we were able to talk. <laughs> I, I, I own a photography business and I own a travel agency and I really like to use my podcast as a way to give people a really great idea and like, like opening a book and insight to a community that they want to get into. If you want to be a model, if you want to be a pageant contestant, then the only way to do that is to really learn from other people. You had the benefit of having an aunt that did really successful and went on to getting a, a national title you know, the advice and the experience that she learned is, I mean, you can't even count that. And the knowledge that you are able to provide to my guest is such appreciative because, I mean, you could read it in a book, but hearing it in your own words and hearing your own testimony makes the next person, you know, you, you never know who you're going to impact. You, you could, you just by doing this radio show, you could have an impact on 10 other girls that are going to do a pageant, then they may go on to win a national title. So you never know how big an impact that you may have. Right, right. Thank you for having this platform. Uh, pageants need this. Need oh, this. absolutely. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that women need this opportunity more too, because I think that we mm -hmm. honestly you know, being a white male, I, I know that we hold women down too much. And I think we need to give women more opportunities to be the leader of the community and to give those opportunities and giving women more rights, uh, and be equal, um, in every aspect is, is, is what we need to make the goal and actually make it happen. So I, I'm definitely pro that. 
Well, thank you. Oh, I yeah. think as a minority, yeah, as a minority um, and talking about just pageants and, and being involved in that industry, it just shows, you know, anyone can do it. If you if you have a goal and you want to be a part of, you know, this industry, it's hard work, but it, it's so worth it because like you said, you don't know who you can impact. Absolutely. So when it comes to your upcoming competition, which is going to be in November, um, what have they decided? Is it going to be a virtual competition or are you actually going somewhere in person to do the competition? So we are going to be in person in Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, we have had many uh, updates about the safety precaution. We've had so uh, many virtual info sessions on how everything is going to go. And I must say, uh, Ms. Jackie and her whole team is doing a great job with communication uh, and handling everything with caution uh, and, and just keeping a positive mindset on everything. I think UNM is just such a fun system. We're going to have fun, you know, regardless. Uh, but she's been doing a great job, and I'm sure everything is going to be great and come together perfectly. So, Jasmine, do you feel like um... – have you been impacted by COVID in any way? Do you feel um, in any way um, reserved by that? Or do you feel that um, you've done everything you can to stay safe and you've already been in a high-impact uh, uh, state that you think you'll be okay? Or what, what's your thought on that? Um, I think... I'll be okay. Uh, I, I think the first uh, three months were very hard. I know a lot of people that, that lost their life uh, to COVID. Um, I I'm so sorry. Home. It's okay. Um, I stood home with my sister and my nephew in you know my house for maybe three to four months, and it was very hard. Uh, but I think now I just I've just been you know doing the best I can with the safety precautions. I mean, there's there's only so much you can do. And I know personally for me, I cannot confine myself any longer. I need to, you know, be out there uh, doing things, you know, especially with the platform that I have now. Uh, but I, I feel like I've been doing as much as I can. I've been as safe as I can. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it was hard the first couple months, but now I think uh, I'm a little bit more comfortable. Well, um, do you have any last words? Any, I guess my any suggestions for a young girl when life is really normal and uh, we can worry more about just uh, how beautiful and what best dress to buy? Um, do you have any advice for that young person competing and uh, any suggestions on exactly um, what are the best things and what you should shoot for? Um, I would like to say to that young girl, just stay positive. Um, I know coming into this, it can be very intimidating and you can be worrying about other people, but really focus on yourself, wear what makes you happy, uh, say, say what you mean, mean what you say, uh, and just, you know, keep a positive mindset. You can only be optimistic, uh, in this industry and no matter whether you place or if you don't place, just know that you learned something uh, from that experience and to keep going if you really want it. Well, Jasmine, I really uh, appreciate you coming on the show, and I wish you only the success. And like I said, um, by the time this episode drops, I will uh, be rooting that you have your national title. So I <laughs> will you. ask in advance that you should please come on and talk about the national uh, uh, national competition experience and uh, would love to love to uh, talk about doing some photos with you so we definitely have to get all of that achieved oh yes of course we'll keep in touch for sure all right thank you jasmine thank you so much for coming on the show it's always incredible to get more knowledge and more uh, insight about how other people grow up um living in maryland you never really get this concept of this big city concept and you always assume that if you live in one of the boroughs of new york that you kind of like everyone knows everyone it's also interesting that you also still have like a small network um and 
to me, it's just like I would assume that you would have friends with every, with like all around the, uh, around all the boroughs because there's so many people living there. Um, it's interesting how that works, and it's very interesting how the dynamic and everything worked out. So, thank you for the education. I appreciate that. It, it was really awesome to hear all of the interesting levels that you've really competed at and really done well. And I, I really hope you do really well at nationals. And I hope by the time this episode is posted, you've won your national title and I'm congratulating us national title holder. So hopefully um, kudos to you to all my lovely listeners and stuck at home with COVID. I really thank you for making my YouTube channel and my iTunes channel on iTunes a success and I appreciate all of you guys very much. Don't forget we are both on YouTube and on iTunes and we appreciate a subscribe and a a follow on both of them and we love comments. Please tell us what you're thinking about, give us a thumbs up. And as you guys should know if you're following us or if you're just learning more about us, we also on this channel we also have a movie review show with my co-host, Ivan Carlos, where we talk about movies and we just have a great time. Uh, recently, we just recorded our review of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and we also did a movie along, uh, watch along, so you'll be able to watch the movie and hear us give us, hear us give you our hilarious commentary so i hope you guys appreciate that too so for myself and my co-host ivan carlos i hope you guys enjoy it and as always please stay 